Hello, friends. Welcome to Emmanuel Cares, a podcast of Emmanuel Lutheran Church of Shirley, Wisconsin. I'm Pastor Dave Rudat. Today is a sermon podcast from John chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, where we're talking about Jesus revealing himself as true God during the season of Epiphany and how he does that and what that means for us. But today we see that Jesus reveals who he always is. Who he always is. Jesus reveals who he always is. John chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Let's join the worshipers on January 16th, 2022. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for today from John chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Three days later, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does that have to do with you and me? My time has not come yet. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Six stone water jars, which the Jews used for ceremonial washing, were standing there, each was holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus told them, fill the jars with water, so they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. And they did. When the master of the banquet tasted the water that had now become wine, he did not know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew The master of the banquet called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when the guests have had plenty to drink, then the cheaper wine. You have saved the good wine until now. This, the beginning of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana in Galilee. He revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord, we pray. Direct us now, O gracious Lord, to hear aright your holy word. Assist your minister to preach and let the Holy Spirit teach. And let eternal life be found by all who hear the gospel sound. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This last week in confirmation class, We were going over the schedule, and if you've ever been in confirmation class with me, you know every year I have a schedule. This is what we're going to cover during the year. I give it to you at the beginning of the year, and every year it is a marathon trying to figure out if pastor is going to stick to his schedule or not. How many weeks behind is he now? And usually we're behind because of illness or weather. Sometimes we have really great conversations. But... Last week, Wednesday, we were starting on the Apostles' Creed, which we were supposed to start in December, but we're starting it last week. But the neat thing about it is, is that it gave me a connection to our gospel text for today that was always there, but I didn't always see. And that is that Jesus reveals who he always is. You see, in the Apostles' Creed, we begin by saying, You know, we believe in a triune God, three persons, yet one God. It's not three uh, persons with different worldviews on how how to address humanity. They all have the same view about how to view us. They all have grace. They all have love. They all have justice. They're, you know, all, of the, all of the 
characteristics of God are found in each person of the Trinity. And then we also talked about how God creates everything. He created the world in six 24-hour days. Great discussion on that. And how God continues to keep this creation going. He preserves it. He provides it richly and daily, we remember from Luther's explanation to the first article. How the seasons continue. He gives us jobs. He gives us abilities. He works behind the scenes and blesses us. Wedding at Cana. Why does Jesus work behind the scenes? If I were Jesus, and I was going to reveal myself to the world that I am God, that I'm the Savior of the world, wouldn't I do this a little bit more, something that we would see on Snapchat or Instagram or on social media, a little bit more of the me, 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 look at me, here I am. Instead, Jesus works behind the scenes. Nobody knows Jesus did this wonderful miracle. Only the disciples put their faith in him. Why? Why does Jesus do that? Because that's who God is. God is engaging with us in ways we don't even know. Engaging with us so that we are blessed, so that we can we say it? We look good. But it's all his hand behind the scenes to get us to where we are. After Jesus was baptized, so this is before this event, he is tempted for 40 days and 40 nights out there in the wilderness. Where Adam and Eve failed, Jesus Christ prevailed. Then he calls six of his disciples. He's hanging out around his hometown, and there is a wedding. Now, that's important for us because when we think of weddings, we think of months of planning. We have to make sure we have enough food. We have to make sure we have the right people invited. They have to... uh, Tell us that they're going to come. We have to make sure that they're seated at all the right spots. We have, there's all kinds of preparation. So the idea of running out of something seems like a huge embarrassment because of all of the preparations we make. Whereas in the story that we're seeing in John in the previous chapters, we're seeing a wedding that's happening that Jesus and his disciples are invited to, but it is a lot more spontaneous than what we have in 2022 which kind of lightens the idea of them running out of wine. So we, yes, that's embarrassing. We don't want to run out of wine, but it is not such a big deal as if it were happened uh, today in 2022. Jesus' mother has some sort of relationship with this family. We don't know what it is. Maybe she's related. Maybe somehow she has some sort of connection. And we say that because she's able to talk to these servants, and the servants are going to listen to her. She has some sort of connection with them. She tells the servants, go fill these up with water, and they do. Now she comes and brings her request to Jesus. They have no more wine. And of course, she's being very indirect. She's not telling Jesus what to do. She's just saying, here's the situation. 
kind of like your wife at home saying, I'm cold. Indirectly, what does she want? She wants you to throw you a blanket or turn the thermostat up. Mary is being indirect. And Jesus responds in a very direct way. He says, woman, what does this have to do with you and me? My time has not come yet. It wasn't wrong for Mary to bring her concern to Jesus. But Jesus does put some distance between himself and his mother. Oftentimes parents have to put a distance between themselves and their children. You love your children, but if you become their friend, pretty soon they're the ones ruling the roost. You have to put some distance sometimes. You have probably have seen families where the parents are always wanting the, the love and affection of their child so much that they're no longer being the parent. They're letting the child be the parent to disastrous results. The child becomes entitled. Everything's going to happen according to what they want because nobody resists their whims or their desires. Jesus puts some distance between himself and Mary just to remind her who he is. He is the Messiah and not she. It's not a, a term of, um, it's not a, uh, a bad thing that he calls her woman. It's a term of respect, but it is also a term of, of distance. And that's a good reminder for us as well. Because God, working behind the scene, providing for us, giving us all kinds of stuff, blessing our efforts, can we not also start to get a little entitled? God, you owe me. And sometimes we express that entitlement in anger when things don't go well. God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you allowing this to happen? Why am I sick now? Why has my computer today finally decided to give up the ghost? Why are these things happening to me, Lord? A spirit of entitlement can come up in us as well. We demand things from God. And God sometimes has to put some distance between us and him to remind us who, is, who it is that we're, we're dealing with. Yesterday we had our, our youth group had a Bible class. We had a great Bible class. We talked about what the Bible says about friendship. Specifically how Christian friends want to encourage one another to get to the end goal of heaven. Let us not give up meeting together, the writer to the Hebrews said. And one of the things we talked about that I really appreciate some of the, the discussion that the kids were bringing was this idea that sometimes friends have to, to tell us things we don't want to hear. But in the end, if we listen to our friend, the friendship, the bond becomes stronger. Oftentimes we don't want to talk to somebody about their sin because we're afraid we're going to lose their friendship. But if we actually do, and they listen, that friendship then becomes stronger. God oftentimes, oftentimes has to confront us of our sin so that our bond with him becomes stronger. 
Mary had no idea what Jesus was going to do. She tells the servants, do whatever he tells you. So Jesus tells the servants, fill the jars with water. They fill them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. When the master of the banquet tasted the water that had now become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the banquet called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and then when the guests have had plenty to drink, then the cheaper wine. You save the good wine until now. Jesus reveals who he always is, a God who provides, but oftentimes behind the scenes. Why doesn't Jesus just say, ta-da, here you go? But he works behind the scene because that's who he is. In a miraculous way, 120, 180 gallons of water, now wine. But only a few people know about it. God is engaging with us in ways we don't even know. Just as Jesus was engaging with that family in a way that they, they didn't even know. He was there at that wedding. Did they know that, you, that God was among them? What an awesome God we have that wants to be with us. That wants to be in and among us. Who promises that he is in and among us in his word and in his sacrament. Who equips us with himself in, that, in his word and sacrament, who blesses us behind the scenes, blessing our efforts to take care of ourselves and our families, our fields and our animals that are under our care. God does all those things not because we deserve it, but because that's who he is. So at the wedding of Cana, you might be saying to yourself, why doesn't Jesus do this more often? Why doesn't he change my water and wheat bread into steak and Mountain Dew. Why doesn't he do that more often for me? Perhaps it's time for us to take a second look at just how much our God has provided for us. And as we look at all of those blessings, whether they're material blessings, whether they're things you can't put a, put a dollar amount on, may we also see that Jesus reveals himself to us as a God who provides, a God who cares, a God who loves, a God who wants us to be close to him, a God who blesses us because of who he is. And may we, like those disciples, continue to put our faith in him. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God, which is beyond all human understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.